Hello, just a slight disclaimer. Uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize for being gone for a little while. In this podcast, actually, there was a really bad storm kind of close to a tornado that was blowing over in this area that I live in. So it got really bad here, and the Wi-Fi just came back. Uh, it is now July 5th. I'm pretty sure it just came back yesterday, July 4th, after being gone for a little over a week, probably a week and a day. So we're back now in full effect. We got podcasts lined up. We got podcasts ready to go. I do want to say that this is a very um, sensitive for me podcast. So I really hope that this does give freedom and mindset to those learning how to forgive themselves. But I'm going to not hold you up any longer and enjoy the podcast. We back. Yo, welcome y'all to the Word of Reason podcast where you present where you can find your, I forgot already what it is. I came up with something different, but I already blew it. Um, what was it again, Lord? Help me, re- <laughs> help me remember this already, bro. I'm already folding. All right. Uh, welcome to the Word of Reason podcast where we present where you can find the reason in your life, but it's only through the Word of God. Welcome to the Word of Reason podcast where I, where, where I, pre- was it where I present? Welcome to the Word of Reason podcast where I present to you where you can find reason in your life but it's only through the word of god i'm working on it it's it's gonna come together to what i want it to actually be um the first one was cute but it wasn't really representative of everything that i was really trying to say um god has been working on me and 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 and, um he's been also showing me some things that um I, i i really need to start focusing on with the podcast what my actual audience is what you know just fine tune in some other stuff and and making this podcast not only just more enjoyable but actually making the podcast what it was called to be and recently he's been like really confirming that this is actually what i'm supposed to be doing um plenty of times and i know some people who have been listening for a long time are like why are you still asking if this is what you're called to do and i'm just kind of like I'm gonna be dead serious. I don't even know why I keep on asking sometimes. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very serious though. It does stem from making sure that I really want to pursue the will of God and do the thing that He's called me to do, all the way down to the minute detail. Um, like just making sure I'm talking to the right people, making sure I, I'm thinking about the right demographic, making sure I'm thinking about the people who you're trying to help me to reach, and He has confirmed that. Um, I won't verbalize it now, but I do know who I'm trying to reach. Actually, can we verbalize it? Um, go on, say it. Yes. The people in whom we're trying to reach, we are trying to reach the lost souls, um, from the body of Christ because that is, that is really who the main demographic is. The people who have been in the faith, the people who are lost souls. And I understand why I feel like he wants me to talk to that demographic because i was that demographic i was in the church i left the church to do what i wanted in my flesh and then after doing what i wanted i realized that there is no better way to live than to live under the reign of christ that's point blank period for me so i can see why now that i'm thinking about i can see why you want me to why he wanted me to really hone in like yes this is who your audience is It is people who had a relationship with God or are seeking a relationship with God. And they're they're trying to really come back to him and solidify and grow in the walk with Christ. And that's really who we talking about. 
um, or who we talking to. So I really want to just go ahead and go congratulate the Lord. I want to give thanks and honor the Lord uh, for really teaching me these last few, to be honest, days, weeks. Um, A lot has gone on. A lot has gone on behind the scenes. Um, I believe it was either two days ago where you guys saw the podcast with me and Jess. And that podcast is a blessed podcast for those who are single and for those who are single looking for a relationship and those who are in a relationship and dating and those who are being prepared for marriage. Um, that is a great podcast for you to listen to. The link to that will be in the description with the other one. Hopefully I do not forget that. And if I do forget that, since it's only been like the first two minutes of the episode, please somebody comment down there. If it isn't actually in the description, Spotify, Apple podcast listeners. I don't know if you can do that. Uh, No, I know you can't do that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you can do that, bro. Come on now. So I, I really want to go over some other things, but first I'll, uh, address some some things first um actually i guess we're just gonna hop right into it because i don't remember anything else i was trying to say so i don't know which one i want to start off with first yes okay i guess we're gonna start off with that one like i said there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes the podcast me and jess recorded i haven't recorded a podcast in genuinely like a week uh and it's not because I haven't wanted to. It's because, you know, uh, doing work with the with the clips, doing work with the church, doing work with this, that, and the other. It's been a little busy. And God's, God is actually teaching me how to be in time management, uh, how, to manage, how to manage time better. Because um, how is it going to entrust multitudes and multitudes of things to run under you if you don't know how to manage your own time? And if you're going to manage and lead other people and you don't know how to, you know, take care of your own time and yourself and your motives and get stuff done, how can he entrust things under you continuously? And people are relying on your leadership and people are relying on your time. And I feel like he's building me in that area. But um, in this past week, I have been heavily attacked with my past. Uh, we're going to hop straight into it. So I have been heavily attacked with my past for the last week and a half. And as you guys know what the title of this video is, it is on learning how to forgive yourself. Now, disclaimer, I'm not speaking from a place where I have forgiven myself completely for the things that I did beforehand. Um, Definitely doing a lot better because I'm not having a panic attack right now. And I have never, never come close to having a panic attack before, but it's almost like there was, there was amnesia in the events of my life in the world and sexual immorality and this, that, and the other in which I just go blank on. And I just don't remember what I did. And I never took account of what it is that I did. Um, and, and I never remembered it. And before before we really get into this, I'm not speaking from a place where I'm, you know, super emotional. Well, it is it's gonna be an emotional thing for me. Uh 
but it's going to be more on the um, it's 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 really emotional because it deals with an area that where I'm still learning in. And I told y'all, even though I'm not trying to, you know, copy the basement, but I'm going to be very vulnerable here. I'm going to tell you um, what we're what we're what we're learning in the process. Um, so this podcast is really going to be in the experience of learning how to forgive yourself um, and giving y'all some things and ideals and thought processes to help to come to forgive yourself when the enemy tries to bring back the things that you did in your old self. So I won't go into absolute detail of what it is that was brought to my remembrance because even even I'm not ready to talk about that, but I will allude to something that um it was disgusting to me. And and when I tell you he he reminded me of it out of nowhere. And I was just kind of like, God, what was I doing? But it was more along the lines of a panic attack. And I was like, oh no, what is going on with me? Who am I? What have I done? I'm a I'm I'm a monster. And that just that completely and fully just washed through my mind and my my brain and every thought was you are not who you said that you are. You're a phony. You're a fake. You're a fraud. You're a liar. And you're a monster. And now that you realize who you are, everything you've been doing that you've been saying you've been doing in Christ you're a phony. You're not deserving of the things that you have because of the things that you did. So. So. um, That took a toll on me thinking about what it was. Um. And I'll be straight up. When I was 17, I had pursued a consensual, like, friends with benefits thing with a person who was two years younger than me. And looking back on it, I'm disgusted in myself. I was disgusted in myself. And by the way, when I say a friends with benefits things, no, it did not go anywhere to the deepest thoughts of your mind could go um it was very weird though but i'm not going to go into detail with all that uh so the enemy had brought this back up into my mind and i was going through the ringer because i was like i don't even know who i am i don't know who i am and i i had to leave the house I had to leave the house. Uh, And there were so many things going through my mind that was just like, it was so much clouding my head that I couldn't think straight because one thought would lead to another, which led to another, which led to this, that, and the other. And then so much to, till I, like I earlier said, I almost had a panic attack 
thinking about the things that I did over a year ago. And I know for some that's probably like, dude, that's super recent. And it's just like, yeah, trust me, I know. Imagine how I was when I was thinking about all the things I did in the past. Um, it it blew my head up. Um, but to not go into detail, but to further elaborate what had happened, I was trying to learn to forgive myself for the things that I did in that nine months of all the things that I was doing, drugs, sleeping around, being friends with benefits with everybody. It was, it was, it was a lot. And so I didn't know how to take it all because it just came out of nowhere and to know where I'm at now and to think about what it was that I did before I knew Christ it scared me to think that what if that's still me? What if that is who I am? And the best way to explain how I felt, if for those who've seen Spider-Man 3, it was like it was like the symbiote was my past self. And it came back and lat- it's trying to latch itself onto me. And then you have, on the other hand, Jesus trying to pull that apart from me. Pull me apart from that. Because I'm allowing that symbiote to manifest onto me. And that was a constant thing I've been going through up until... Like two days ago. Was it two days ago? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday was when I was on the phone with my sister and I had mentioned to her that I wanted to record this episode on learning how to forgive myself. And I was also record. I was researching some things on how to help with this because I had been destroyed. I had been destroyed over what I did and I was just so torn up about it. And by no means will I justify the things that I had done. I'm not getting on here to sob story. Um, What I'm getting on here to say is that no matter how bad you think you are, no matter how far gone you think you are, no matter how deep you think you are in that pit, There's no depth that his love cannot reach, nor his grace cannot reach. And there's no distance that it will not stretch to. Don't ever let the enemy get into your mind to make you think who you were is who you are. And that was such a hard thought process for me to get through because it's like, I still did them in my body. This is still the same body. And I'm still sitting over here like this is the same skin that I had on my body when I was in immorality. This is the same skin on me. I tear it off if I could. But every single time 
I let the enemy just run rampant in my mind. It was like an infestation of termites. I just kept on trying to remember and not even remember, but I kept trying to believe that I'm a new creation in Christ. Because this whole time I'm thinking, no way. How does it just disappear? Every false thing that I ever did, every action that I ever committed, it's just gone. It's just dealt with. Do you actually really love me even though you know? But he doesn't. Because he casts his he cast those things out into the sea of forgetfulness. So when we bring up what we did after we asked for forgiveness and have repented and have complete and total coverage of every every sin. We're trying to remind him of what he's already forgotten. It's like trying to tell a person who has lost their memories who you are. It's like, no, no, I don't remember. What are you talking about? That, that doesn't, it's not clicking. It's not ringing a bell. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm sitting over here screaming at the top of my lungs. Do you not remember the things that I did? No. I know not who you were, but I know who you are now. And it's been a struggle to try and accept that um, because in my mind, knowing where I was to now where I've been brought through Christ, it's genuinely repulsive. I'm, I'm going to be so for real. I didn't know who I was because I was in my private place asking God, who the am I? Not the F word. Definitely H-E double hockey sticks. And to be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't curse. So for me to ball up and get in the private place with God, where if you feel like, if you feel like that was disrespectful of me, I totally understand. However, um... In my vulnerable place with God, I will never curse at him. Never that. I don't feel, no. Um, but to vent out exactly how I felt, yes, I did use vulgar language at that point. But I don't really condone nor necessarily like the use of it. That's a whole nother podcast. 
but I was in there confused on who I was. I had an identity crisis, essentially, in my private place with God. And he's sitting there reminding me, you're a new creation. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. And at one point, I believe he stopped saying that so that I could come back to him when I was done being dragged away by the thoughts that were being pushed into my mind. He stopped telling, because it's like I heard it clear, like that's not who you are. You are not that person anymore. I made you new. You are not who you were. You are who you are now through me, from me, because of me. I made you new. I took your sins. As it says in Isaiah chapter one, I took your sins and I cleaned them, which when they were crimson red, I make them as white as snow. And that is what you are before me. So why do you look back at that and say that's who you are? That's not who I made you. After you came to me and you gave yourself to me, that is not who you are anymore. And that took me so much time to believe. In the last two weeks, it took me so much time to believe that. I didn't. It was hard for me to believe that the grace applied to that extent for me. Because I felt like even though there are people who are listening who may be looking at me as their, you know, as the person I was. And you know what? Understandable. I totally understand that. Um, although I'm not who I was. And I know I don't participate in the same mindset and thought process. Um, clearly not. But there have been some things that I've been watching over the last few week, no, few weeks or the last week and a half where I'm learning. I, I, I was searching up, how do you forgive yourself when you were the one that was in the wrong? Because a lot of people, there are two sides to the coin. There are the people who cause the pain, the creators of the pain, and the ones who receive the pain. Now, I didn't cause any actual pain to anybody. Um... I didn't actually cause any physical or any, you know, grape. I didn't, I know, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, But to be the one that was in the wrong, doing things that you both knew were not right. Um, Me more than her. And from since then, yes, I've been forgiven. I, I asked because... We reached out and we talked for a very short amount of time and I was just like, I am so sorry that I ever, ever did anything like that when I knew that I was in the wrong and I apologize for the behavior that I had. And she was like, no, I understand you, you, you know, it, it was, it was, it was very bad. And even though I was forgiven I am still struggling to forgive myself fully. I am struggling to forgive myself fully. Even though I've been forgiven by not only her, but by the God of the universe. And there's only one thing holding me back, and that's me right now. And that's coming to grips with it. But I've been looking at these videos of learning how to forgive yourself. 
when you were the one that did the wrong thing. Um, essentially taking the blame, all of it, all of it. And one of the things that that person had said in the video was there's two stages to this process to tell that you've actually made a change from the thing that you've done. There's the one process where you feel that what you did was justified and that you were in the right in this and that you don't see a need to apologize or, you know, essentially repent, not in the spiritual sense, but to actually turn away from what you did. Um, and then there's process two where you're looking from a place where you are disgusted and felt guilty about the things that you did. And he said, that's what shows a change of heart in a person is because what you know you did is wrong. You've acknowledged it and you have a distaste for it. And that kind of did something to me after five days of kind of dwelling in this back and forth of do I forgive myself or do I not? Do I forgive myself? Do I not? Have I forgiven myself? Have I not? And it was just, uh, it was tough. And I've seen so many different videos in the last few weeks on learning how to forgive yourself for the things you did. And they were all very, very helpful, but I still just couldn't get past this wall because I looked everywhere for other answers than actually going to the word to seek what does God have to say about this. So let me pull up. Uh, it's not necessarily that one. But I will say this on the day that I had thought about what it is that I did, I called my friend Jess and we talked about it. And she was so very loving and helpful to me in this in this process of where I thought I am who I was. And that is not true. Um, so let me read the verse that not Jess, but actually um, one of the people I know uh, have sent me this verse. They helped me out as well alongside Jess. Um, and they sent me Philippians chapter 3 verse, what is it? 3 verse 12. Not that I have already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal but i press on to take hold of that for which christ jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead i press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus all of us then who are mature should take a view or take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my examples, brothers and sisters, as just 
and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. And when she had sent that to me, I was stuck staring at the stream because I had looked at that verse earlier. And then I think about what I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to justify it when I say this, but then again, I think about who it is that God used. And I think about Paul as well. I think about Saul. And when I think about Saul, I don't know how he must have felt being not only a he was a persecutor of Christians and then became what he persecuted. And not only just became one, but then proceeded to preach and not only just preach, but to write close to half the Bible. And write to different places across the world across their area and led so many people to come to Christ. Someone who was a persecutor of Christians then became a leader of Christians. Someone who was a drunkard was considered the most righteous man on the earth to carry on humanity. A man with the no, I'm not gonna say I wasn't I was gonna say something about Moses having a stutter and then going to talk to Pharaoh, but that he used Aaron as a spokesperson. So let me let me not let me not go for Moses, bro. I'm sorry. But uh in reading all that, I was just kinda like, God, uh Yeah. But yesterday I was doing some research on how to forgive myself. Um I was just like, I am still not there, but I'm learning. I'm still not there, but I'm getting it. I'm still not there, but I'm understanding it. But the problem came in with how do I actually forgive myself? And then I searched it up on got questions. Um, use this. It is so very good. But um, it's called gotquestions.org. And then you just search it up and then they got biblical answers with scripture. Plenty of them, too. So. Here is the paragraph that I will read from it. And this really opened my eyes to start the healing process of learning to forgive myself. Tis oddly enough, forgiving yourself means admitting your own sinfulness. It requires admitting that we are imperfect and unable to become perfect on our own. It means acknowledging the depths of our depravity. It means rejecting the idea that our efforts will ever atone for our wrongdoings. But it also means receiving and walking in the fullness of God's grace. When we humble ourselves and receive God's grace, we can let go of our angst against ourselves for our wrongs. We come to understand that the creator of the universe loved us so much 
that he not only made us, but overcame our rebellion against him. The wonderful thing about God's forgiveness is that it is not merely transactional. It is relational. When we are saved, we become children of God. We receive the indwelling Holy Spirit who transforms us. He is with us forever. Our sins do have genuine and often heartbreaking consequences in our lives. But God is faithful to use even that for his glory and our good. We are not left to wallow in the consequences of our sins. Instead, God helps us endure through them and we can see his redemptive abilities. When I when I read that, I was like, I feel like I'm sweating. Hold on, let me grab a towel. <laughs> It got hot in here, bro. Make sure I'm recording, bro. Yeah, we're good. But, um... When I read that, I... It, it, it snapped that forgiving myself actually has nothing to do with me forgiving me. Because if... if now that I think about it, and I feel like the Holy Spirit may have a, you know, given me this just just as I think about it. But when you think about you forgiving yourself, you without God is a sinful human being trying to forgive another sinful human being. So. Me without God in this forgiving myself. It's just me, a fleshly human being. Trying to forgive another human being for doing something that I perceive as immoral and wrong. And when there's no God in this situation to actually bring a heart of forgiveness to you in this encounter with forgiving yourself. You won't ever forgive that person when there is no God. In you, that is where a lot of the times in other situations, unforgiveness comes from pride, bitterness, angst, hatred, malice, envy, wrath. You list it all. That is in the both of you when you yourself alone try to forgive you yourself from then. You can't forgive. And even before God, I don't want to I don't want to remind somebody of their past, but before God. It was hard to forgive those who did wrong to you because they didn't deserve forgiveness. In your eyes, they did not deserve forgiveness at all for what they did to you. They could have slept with your boyfriend. Could have slept with somebody you were you were close to. They could have hurt somebody you love. They could have done a whole bunch of stuff. And there's unforgiveness and bitterness and, and, and not envy, but hatred in that heart for that person that did something that you consider to be immoral. And that's what I was trying to do. It is one immoral person trying to shame and condemn another moral person for something that is immoral. I'm not saying that it isn't, but to shame another person for doing something that was immoral. And there's never going to be complete and uh, uh, there's not going to be complete and utter forgiveness in that encounter. 
And you can see that through our world. There's so many people with built up hatred in between one another because of their different views. And without God being in the equation, there's never really forgiveness in there. Because if God is a God of peace and peace is required to be in a forgiving situation between two people. Yet you take that out the equation. What is going to result in that? It is going to be an unending cycle of hatred for yourself. And that was what I was starting to lean into and and get stuck in was I got to forgive myself. But that's not even the point. The point is. It's not that I forgive myself. The point is rather that I accept God's forgiveness for me. And in accepting his forgiveness for me, then the healing process of forgiving myself starts. That is when forgiveness for yourself starts. When you accept the forgiveness and grace and mercy of God. And when I read that, I was shook because it had nothing to do with me. It's not on my own merit that I do anything. It's not on my own works that I do anything. Even the forgiveness that I had for other people. I even use this on the phone with Jess. And this is how distasteful I was in the sight of myself when I didn't allow God's forgiveness to apply to me. I said if there was someone to have murdered someone I'm blood related to, I could forgive them easier than I could forgive myself right now in the near future. That was how bad it was that I would not let God's forgiveness apply to me. I would apply God's love to any and everybody else around me except for myself. And that is where the unforgiveness rises in any case. Unforgiveness starts when there's no room for God in your heart. And I was shutting him out because I didn't believe that I could be forgiven for what I perceived to be one of the most disgusting things. Because I never thought about what I had done. I, it's like I had spiritual amnesia. And I just. And then out of nowhere, it was just kind of like the bubble floated back like in Super Mario Bros on the Wii. And then it popped along my head and then just. Right back into my memory and sent me into a doggone panic attack, bro. It sent me crazy. But there's another thing that I was reading. I might actually have the notes here. Hold on. Because, again, I was going to do it, but hold on. Yep, there it is right there. I'm going to pull this scripture up. I did not mean to press that, y'all. So everybody go to Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 16 through 21. It says, good Lord, it is. It must be hot up in here, bro. Someone turn off the AC, bro. Where the rag go? Dang, bro. I got that bald head uh, sweat going on, bro.
Ooh, that ball head sweat goes crazy, bro. I'm telling you, every ball man got to carry a rag around, bro. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 16 through 21, it says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the whole world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's what I have to believe. One of the things that my apostle had said and taught was that, what was it? One of the things he spoke was, God binds himself to his word. But we have to bind ourselves to believe his word. That's a hard part for a lot of people is that we'll believe in God's holiness until his holiness is being applied to us. And we see it through his words and we think we're not good enough to receive it. When, to be honest, in our eyes, it doesn't matter what we think, because the God of the universe said, I want you to have this. You have to accept it, though. And I mean. When you need to be loved, when you need to feel his grace and when you need to feel his mercy, we can read chapters all day. But if we don't believe it, we won't feel it. We have to bind ourselves. To believe the word that he says. And it's harder than you think sometimes because you realize how good God is and how much you don't deserve it. But that is what grace is. It's not because you earned it that you get it. It is not because you did something that you get it. It is because he wanted to give it to us that we have it. And this is what I mean by I'm not there yet, but I'm in the process. I am in the process of learning how to forgive myself. And even at the start of this podcast, I was branching in here like, oh, Lord. I ain't there yet, man. <laughs> we, we ain't ready. But now I'm starting to feel that as I've started to realize that his word is truth, I'm applying it. And I'm like, God. Even though it's tough, I have to believe that what you said to me. Through your word is what you mean. And that you said that when we come to Christ. And Christ is within us in the Holy Spirit. That we are made into a new creature. 
a being which has not ever existed before only through him and before when i'd hear that and i hear people shout in church i'd be like what are y'all so happy for you know our sins just aren't accounted to us we are made new and we don't have to worry about that some people was probably in there shouting because they had a past in which they didn't think they could shake but being reminded of god's goodness and his grace to forget those things not only forget us not forget those things but to give us a new identity in christ jesus and i see why they shout because they do have that reason to shout because if our past was truly still like dangled in our face even though we came to christ and be like i remember when you did this i won't forget what you did you're forgiven for it but i i haven't forgotten all the deeds you've done now, I don't know how I feel about that, bro. I feel so, I feel bad, but he doesn't do that. The only one who's dangling what you used to do was the person who was with you when you did it. The only person who's still bringing up your past to make you feel like that's who you are is the person who was convincing you and leading you to do all those things in the past. Don't listen to that voice because you know that ain't God. And even in the midst of my panic attack and trying to figure out who the heck I am, I knew that wasn't God, but I still had to consider. Is what he's saying true? He's the father of lies. And nothing that comes out of his mouth is truth. Let me not lie, because that's not true. Sometimes what comes out of his mouth is truth mixed with lies. He will tell you partial truths and then slide in a little bit of slide in a little bit of iniquity we slide in a little bit of something that ain't true and that'll throw you off your game if you ain't paying attention to that man romans chapter 8 verse 1 there is now therefore no condemnation in christ if you feel like you're being condemned and pressured and and you're being made to feel like you don't deserve a thing from God, if you're being made to feel like you don't deserve a thing from God, if you are being made to think God wants nothing to do with you because of who you were, that is not. That is not God. Do not listen to that voice. You will surely let yourself be dragged through the mud. Ah, oh, bro. Got me over here sweating and patting my head like I'm one of them doggone bishops. Oh, my gosh. And my lips dry. I'm finna... Hold on, bro. Because... Make sure my lips is cool, bro. But yeah, 
that it that is where I've been at for the last what is it week week and a half or so and it's been a battle it's been tough because another thing that he'll do is he'll get he'll get you to think about like think about how other people are going to think about you from here on out think about how people are going to see who you are think about how people are going to treat you now because of what you did your podcast is going to die nobody who listens to your reels Nobody who listens to your podcasts, your parents, everybody you love around you is going to hide everyone from you. You'll never see anyone again. You are a creep. And a few other choice words are some things that he threw at me, but I will not say this or this video will get claimed or taken down. He's called me a few choice words that are so unbelievably unacceptable. And I was going through the ringer in my mind because I was starting to believe the words that came out of his mouth, knowing good and well in John chapter eight, Jesus out of his mouth said that he is the father of lies. And which of you know that Jesus is going to be in your head talking to you like that? If God says in a scripture, and I believe it was, what was it? Ephesians 4.29 to use words, let no unwholesome talk come from your mouth. And only in the, and only use words that are edifying appropriate to the time something very very close to that and if that is his word what makes you think that he would also then go back and then use words to you that are not edifying uh, don't get me wrong though conviction still exists i'm not by i'm not saying by any means that you won't feel a little ooh or like a, a little gut feeling but when you are constantly beating yourself up with guilt now feeling like i can't even face god i can't face anybody I should not exist on this earth. I should be gone. That is the only way that we could possibly go about this. Man, that ain't God, bro. That is not God. And there are a few other things that I wanted to pull up. I believe it is in First Peter. And then I'll say that, and then I have one more other thing that I wanted to go over. And I believe that'll help, but I feel like people are too distraught or people are thinking about themselves or people are actually applying this and to those who listen i actually do want to say thank you so much for the people who are listening this is a very vulnerable thing to me because like i just said the enemy has been in my head for so long saying this is ooh, thank you holy spirit this is who you are they'll never see you for what you present yourself to be for who you are in christ but the thing is is I have a new identity in Christ. Those things that I used to do are things that I don't even practice now. There are th they were things that were of the old me that were unacceptable. And I am a new creation in Christ with a new heart. 
and I don't have a heart to do those things, nor participate, nor blah, 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 blah. But, uh, so in first Peter chapter three, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to end up reading all of first Peter. So please open your words or open your ears. So first Peter chapter three says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief of all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though even through even though refined by fire may result in praise glory and honor when christ jesus is revealed i don't think that is i don't think that's what i was looking for There we go. There we go. It was actually first Peter chapter one, verse 13. It says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth. Now that you have purified yourself. When I looked up the word of purified, essentially it is completely renewed. Cleaned. But it says, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not a perishable seed, not of a seed that will die, not a seed that will die off, but of imperishable, everlasting, through the living and enduring word of God. All people are like grass. And all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So upon reading all that, I'm, I'm in the process of learning how to forgive myself and realizing that if his word says that we are made new and purified, if we are made new and purified only through the blood of Jesus, then I have to believe that, bro. And I do believe that. I really do believe that. And if you shame me for who I was, I understand. 
if you cast stones at me for who I was, I understand. Um, however, I was very concerned about how people would receive this, but that's not my concern anymore. My concern is... How is it that God already perceives it to be? What does God think about me? And I know a lot of people will say, you're using God as a cop-out to get away with the evil deeds that you did. Oh, don't you try and tell me that because I have already gone through that thought process. And he said, why do you worry so much about the appeal of what man thinks about you? I created you. Technically not once, but twice created you and burton and had you birthed into this earth then you came to me asking to be born again and i recreated you so for whatever man can see like it's a man look at the things on the outside look at the outward appearance but god looks at the heart but god is a reader of the hearts and he gives us a new heart a heart that was made of stone and turns into a heart of flesh. A heart that desires after the things of God. And that is truth. And that is truth. So in this vulnerable, vulnerable episode to me, I tell you. Let me, let me just read it as I actually have it written down. Forgiving myself has to begin with receiving God's forgiveness. Jesus' sacrifice for my sins is enough. God will check your heart, know who you are in Christ. And with that, I say forgiveness has nothing to do with yourself, but with accepting the gift of grace that God has for you. Now, I don't know how far this video is going to go. I have no idea how far... It is going to reach. Father, I just pray that those that are dealing with the issue of forgiving themselves, that they also come forth to start the process of healing. Of healing. And starting the process of forgiving themselves. By accepting and, 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 and completely acknowledging the grace that you have set forth for us already. That you've already had for us since before all creation. And Father, that is in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. So, ooh. Man. That is um that is something that I've been learning for the last two weeks. Now I'll wrap it up with something a little bit more lighthearted. A little something more uh easy on the ears. A little something more a little more nice. Um a little something that a lot of people can deal with, even those who aren't even in Christ. So I want to talk to you on my experience recently as well. In the midst of all this, God spoke to me um, in a way that was different. So let's give you some context, Lord. Holy Spirit, keep me on track and please help me remember this story. So I believe I sent a video to one of my friends. His name is Tommy. And <laughs> he asked me after I sent him a video on on something to do with hearing the voice of God. I wish I could actually do it, but my phone is my camera. But he asked me 
essentially what are the different ways that I can hear from God? And I said, there is really no one way. A lot of people, including myself, want him to speak in this, you know, bullet point number one. Go to the store. Bullet point number two, go to aisle four. Bullet point number three, walk approximately for three in, three minutes up and down the store until I give this person the confidence to go into aisle three where they know they're going to be prayed for in the store because I told them before I told them or before I told you to come here. And then bullet point number four, you'll see a lady in this blue pink blouse and then some blue pants and then some orange shoes for whatever reason, that color combination. And then bullet point, I will want you to pray for her and wish she'll give her life to Christ right there in that store and the Holy Spirit will fall on the entire building. That's how we want God to demonstrate. And that's not always the case. So he won't always give us a bullet point, but he will give us incremental direction. So in all that, I, uh, I, I, I told him pretty much that well, he speaks in so many different ways. It is kind of, uh, it's hard to pinpoint. He speaks to you in so many different ways. Um, And I forgot how I phrased it, and I wish I could remember exactly what it is that I said, but I don't want to stop the recording to make two different separate parts and then, like, piece them all together and post. But um, essentially what I was saying was, um, what was it? Ooh, what was it? I don't remember. Anyways, flash forward earlier, I meant later that day, I go to a meeting and... uh. It was at the wrong time. I was too way, way too early. And so I went to the park and I talked to God about what is it that you want to do with my podcast. But here's pay attention to this. I always love to go to parks with lakes because when I hear the water, it puts me in a peaceful place. But here's some more context. I was wearing a red shirt with a hoodie. And it's a T-shirt with a hood on it and black pants and black and red shoes. I'm hot and it's 90 degrees and humid. I'm in Tennessee. It is hot and humid down here. So I'm sitting over here like, ooh, ooh, it's got a little kick to it. Ooh. And I'm sitting over here trying to talk to God and I'm getting like, you know, when you trying to talk to God, but you're really not focused. You're not focused on talking to him. You talk to him and you're trying to to get this answer and get this response out. But your sentence doesn't ever finish. But he did speak to me when I asked him the question of. Am I doing what I want you? Am I doing what you want me to do and who you want me to reach? And the thing was that he told me to reach lost souls not go out there and well i'm not gonna knock that and say like not go out there and claim uh souls for christ who never have known him before because that is like a it, it could have a collateral effect so i don't know while that may be the target it could branch to those who do not know christ um god works in so many different ways you can't pinpoint them and track them it's gonna be impossible you can work through somebody in a pair i'm so for real but anyways, I was trying to go to my peaceful place where I found a park with a pond and I was speaking to him and I was asking him all these different questions. And I was like, I'm trying to hear your voice. And it's just like, Eesh. and so I end up getting some response and I end up venting to him, talking to him on this bench, listening to the water. And it's not that peaceful. And don't worry, this this story is going to have relevance to every last one of you. So. 
Bear with me. I get up. I walk over to where my car is. But there's a playground over there. In dry land, no lake around it. Just trees. Trees in a playground that looks like it has a bunch of spiders all around it. And like I just said, anytime I go to a park, I go to hear the water. And in that, it calms me down. And in that, I think of God's creation. And I feel like I'm in his presence. And I did not get that when I went to where I thought he was going to be. So I went where I wanted to go, not where he actually was. So I go over to the woods a little bit further past my car. And then there's this park and it's surrounded by trees. It's like a park plotted in the middle and trees covering it around in this like C shape. And I'm looking at this from this perspective, right? So the park is where you're standing. And then behind the camera is this big curve of trees and they all just reach sky high and in that the moment i sit down and i start talking to god about something pertaining to the it wasn't even the direct question of where's your presence at but it was just like i really want to do this this that and the other and it needed it, the the question surrounded around i want to know that you're with me i want to know that you're here with me in this endeavor that i'm doing I want to make sure that I'm where you want me to be at. And it was dead silent before. Let me tell you, I'm going to put in the video here. I'm going to put in the video here. When I tell you, like you just saw, the sound of the trees rose up so loud, all I could hear were the leaves after the gush of wind. And I felt his presence there. He responded to my voice through some trees. Now, you may think I'm crazy, but let me tell you how. In that, he did not directly vocalize a response to me how I expected it, but in showing me in response, the wave of the trees, he moved through his creation to show me that it doesn't matter where you go, no matter where you go, I am there with you. And where I am with you is where you need to be. And even in some cases, he'll follow you. And he'll be with you around the corner. Sometimes God will walk away from the confrontation that we're at and we're still sitting there picking fights and he's looking back like. I've been standing over here. Come walk over here. You're still standing over there. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Hurry it up. But in that he answered my question by not having to say a word. It was by the sound of trees and. The significance of this story is that where I thought 
I should go to receive the presence of God because it was familiar to me isn't even where he was, but it was in a place that I didn't even expect, nor had I occasionally gone to, to get his actual presence and the answers to my questions. Now, I'm not saying forsake the church where you think his presence is going to be and go to a bar, get drunk and then find Christ there. That is not at all what I'm I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes we're looking for God in the wrong places. And we may have the wrong heart posture in doing so. We will look for God where we think he ought to be. Where we think is comfortable for us and then he'll, you know, maneuver to our comfortability. When I come here and sit down and tell you. He's probably he's really close by. He's just not in a spot where you're comfortable at all the time. He will meet you where you are and he will be there. But a place where you're comfortable is a place where you can't always stay. You may have to shift into a place you didn't even know you were supposed to go to or that you knew that you needed to go to. And his presence will be there more abundantly than the place that you were more comfortable and 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 custom to being in. And with that, I had sent that video to my friend Tommy and it also it actually cleared some stuff up. I believe so. I think so. That's what he said. So I'm going to trust it. <laughs> but that was just a little significant, not little, but it was a very significant story because I was just like, dog. Where I keep on trying to go that's comfortable for me isn't even where you are at. I mean, you still spoke to me. But I had to get up out of the place where I was, you know, usually comfortable at. Even though it started to get a little bit uncomfortable. And then went to a place that not only I was actually more comfortable in, in shade, but a place that also was where God's presence was heavier between the two. I just noticed that, too, is that I was uncomfortable, hot, sweaty, moist, and in a place of my supposed comfort that I thought was going to be better for me in my relationship with God. Because not only was I used to being in that position, it actually wasn't that comfortable. But a place where God actually was was a place that had to require me to get from the place that I was comfortable and go to a place that I'm not used to going to. And then his presence was not only strong there, but it was more comfortable than I had anticipated. It was more comfortable than the place that I was accustomed to. And now he's piecing it together. Get out of the place that you think you're comfortable in. Get out of the place where you've been comfortable in. Because it's not going to be not nearly as comfortable as the place that God is bringing you to be. You're going to have to get to a place of uncomfort in the middle of that shift because that's not usually where you've been at and that's not usually where you go. But that's where you're going. That's where God's presence is. And not saying that his presence just, you know, dips on you and you like on your own. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, hopefully that was a tidbit to help. Um, but yeah, man. I think I think we'll wrap it up here. It's been a nice smooth hour. I don't know if it's been an hour and 10 or an hour or 12. Um, man. 
I do. I do wonder. Um, but this was a very, you know, touchy, touchy pie for me to record because just a week ago I was having a panic attack thinking about it. And now here I am talking about it on the internebs. Um, and in all I said, I don't, the main purpose of this, at least to what I know of so far, is to help other people learn in the process of starting to forgive themselves. And a lot of people will be in a position where they think it's their fault that they need to forgive themselves, but you need to accept that that wasn't your fault. Um, but I'm speaking from the position of where it was my fault. And I had to come to terms with what I did in the past that I cannot change. That I can only go forth accepting his grace. And that's a tough position to be in where you don't want to be the person that is in the wrong. And to be the person that is in the wrong in that scenario. But it just come out of nowhere. It was just like. God, I don't even know who I am. That's not who I am. It's who I was, but it's not who I am. Nor is it who I will be. So, I said that to say, there's forgiveness for you in whatever you did. You just have to accept that grace and forgiveness. It's a process to forgive yourself. But it's not even based on your own forgiveness for you. But it's an accepting God's forgiveness for us. It's starting to storm now. I should get off of here before a power out happens potentially. And then all the footage is lost. And then I'll have to redo it. But then I probably wouldn't redo it. Because it wouldn't even be for real for real. So I will say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, I really hope you got something out of this. Whoever's listening this far. Comment peanut. Um... Uh, we got the YouTube channel, Word of Reason, on YouTube. All the socials are, um, the social medias are always in the link down below, even on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just tap on the, um, tap on the, what is it? Tap on the episode itself, not just the play button. Tap on the episode, and underneath that, there should be a link. And that link will bring you to a link tree. We have we have the YouTube there. We have the email there if you want to reach out. The app of the I what is it? The Instagram DMs are always open. The comments are always open. Um got donations there if you want to send like two or three dollars through Cash App. We also got a GoFundMe for you know just equipment and stuff, whatnot. Um I want to thank you to the generous givers. There there have been some people. Um I want to say thank you, John Mel. I want to thank you, um, Oh, I got to hurry this thing up, bro. It's getting a little bit bad out there. But I will say thank you guys so much for giving. I want to say thank you, John Mel. And, um, oh, my gosh, I don't want to mispronounce your name. <sighs> my brother in Baltimore. I don't want to mispronounce your name. But. See, I'm just listening to the rain now. I got distracted. But thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank you so much for, um, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I thank you for all those who have listened to this. 
and I really hope it did something with you. I hope it did something for you. Wow, and my voice mod's back. All right, there we go. All right, I'm finna wrap it up. I'm finna go take a shower. Hopefully the power doesn't go out again. But thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, um, let me know in the comments down below. Instagram's out there. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Word of Reason podcast, where we present, where I present, where you can find reason in your life, but it's only through the Word of God. That's what it was. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Welcome, thank you for listening to the Word of Reason podcast where I present where you can find reason in your life, but it's only through the Word of God. Thank you all so much for listening. I will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace.